Welcome to the Salesforce Spotlight Series. I'm Teresa. And I'm TJ, and we co-lead Salesforce's employee loyalty programs. We're excited to have you hear firsthand from employees at each step of their employee journey and current Salesforce alumni from around the globe. You'll also hear how Salesforce has impacted these employees' lives. Now let's go. Oh, Mr. Jason Lee, it is so good to spend some time with you to hear about what you've been doing since you've left Salesforce. What are you doing now? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm definitely quite busy in terms of kind of my post-Salesforce life. What ended up happening was towards my later years at Salesforce, I was at Salesforce for six and a half years. And towards the later years, I ended up kind of starting a hobby that turned into a jobby that really started picking up and started turning into a possible career. And so at that point, when it kind of made sense to start kind of pursuing this kind of entrepreneurial kind of dream that I've always had, I decided to leave Salesforce and start that company called Option Swing. Option Swing is a financial education company that teaches everyday people how to invest and trade in the stock markets. And it actually happened at a very opportune time around August of 2019, pre-pandemic. And so we had a lot of runway to kind of build up our brand and build up our kind of rapport. And then once the pandemic hit and the stock market tanked and everyone kind of started wanting to learn about how do you invest in the stock market? How do you learn how to trade? All these kind of questions. It just kind of positioned us to be a a really good kind of forerunner in that. That's amazing. I don't even know how to log into my E-Trade account. So I think I might need some option swing. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so you're doing this now. How invest, like what did you take from your time at Salesforce and those like what skills did you have at Salesforce that you're able to apply into creating your own company? Yes. So one of the, I guess, biggest advantages I would say that I had during this time is that when I worked at Salesforce, I worked across all different vertical segments, starting from the emerging small business side, all the way up into small businesses, all the way up into enterprise. Um, And I ended up actually working in enterprise retail for the last few years before leaving Salesforce. During that time, because I had the ability to work from a solution engineering perspective with so many different companies of all different sizes, I really learned how Salesforce solved a lot of these common business challenges that companies face today. And so when I took a lot of that knowledge into starting my own company, that's actually one of the reasons why we use Salesforce very heavily in our own company is because I know know it inside and out. And I also am a very uh, obviously big believer in terms of how much productivity creates, but ultimately when I have the ability to almost identify these potential problems that typically happen with small and growing businesses. And if I have the ability to use technology to solve for these challenges ahead of time, then I'm not dealing with kind of the same kind of scale issues that a lot of other companies are dealing with. And so one thing to kind of proudly note is that we built our company from $0 to $1.7 million annual reoccurring um, in just a year and a half, again, using technology with a very small handful of employees rather than having to hire a whole entire departments for this stuff. I love that. So you are proof positive that Salesforce has really helped you scale your company's growth, right? With minimal overhead. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I want to take a trip back memory lane and just think about when you first joined Salesforce in 2014, like what brought you to Salesforce to start? And tell us about just your career journey. Like, who did you work with? What did you do? What did you learn? Uh, maybe like, what are you most proud of? Just kind of walk me through that. I guess in terms of my journey to Salesforce, it kind of happened at the opportune time where I was transitioning out of my previous company and wanting to start something different. I wanted to do pre-sales engineering, but I didn't really quite sure know where I wanted to go. 
And I went on to LinkedIn and on the right-hand side there, there was a ad for New York solution engineering position uh, for the New York office. And so um, I clicked on the almost like, you know, ad in a way and kind of applied. And within a few days, I got a response back, which is absolutely incredible because it's kind of like the black hole of, you know, of where job applications go if you don't get that warm kind of introduction or kind of the, the referral. But I came in net new, you know, and, and ended up interviewing several months for the position. But that actually ended up becoming the first solution engineering locally hired into the New York office to support our emerging small business and our small business teams. That's actually how TJ and I are a little bit connected is that TJ started on that same team in New York. However, he started in, I believe it was 2016. And I did, you know, 2014 to 2015 uh, as we were building that first team. And so it was definitely very rewarding to be part of that kind of growth process of being the first SE with three AEs and then three AEs became five AEs and that became into 10 AEs and then became really crazy. And then we started having to scale up the SE network. And so by the time I ended up leaving the whole SMB organization to move to enterprise, uh, we had four SEs uh, sitting in our New York office at that time, uh, supporting over 40 AEs across the New York SMB segment. Excellent. And you know, a lot of times I hear from Salesforce employees, there's something really special about this company and that you always feel supported. You feel like you have coaches and mentors and people who just want to make you better. So can you maybe tell me about someone who really influenced your own Salesforce experience? Do you still stay connected with them? And how do they support you when you were here at Salesforce? Absolutely. So with this story, the, the gentleman, his name is Mansoor Chatty. Um, he was my first manager at Salesforce. Before I was even hired, one of the most kind of impactful things that I've always internalized and kind of passed on forward to others um, as I you know, hired them for my company is the amount of upfront time investment that Monsoor spent with me to get me ready for this interview process. You know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what motivated Monsoor. Obviously he was very, you know, he liked me a lot and we, ha- we got along very well, but he didn't have to ever spend those evenings with me leading into the interviews. He never had to spend those hours with me running through the demo org and making sure I was prepared, doing the dry runs with me, all these kind of things. And again, I wasn't even hired at that point. But when I saw that, it only drove me to work even harder because I wanted to prove myself to him. And so when he ended up giving me the opportunity, I was hired into Salesforce. It completely changed my life. you know. And I went from working a very menial kind of position at a very menial company to working at a premier company, making great money in a New York office surrounded by the smartest people I've ever met. And so, again, that opportunity that he created to spend the time with me to get me prepared because he wanted to see me do well, really translated into everything that happened once I was hired. And so throughout my onboarding journey, throughout my first six months to a year as an SC, um, he was right there with me teaching me, you know, how best to demo, how best to build this org out, how to use creativity to tell a story, um, how to do the upfront contracts even, you know, all of these things. And so, you know, all of these I carried on to today, you know, with especially my own companies that I have two of now. But again, a lot of these kind of especially from a leadership perspective that he showed to me are things that I've internalized and tried to pass forward as much as possible. I love that. It makes me think about values. You know, we, it's so important that you are connected to the values that your company has. What are values that you, as you create your own company or you've had your two companies today, what are values that Salesforce that you have translated into the work that you do now? The biggest value we have is culture. Because, you know, anyone can create a company, anyone can build a product, anyone can find some customers. But when you 
are doing this day in, day out, especially building a company from scratch. It's a lot of work. It's very tiring. It's very exhausting. And when you don't have the right culture of employees and people surrounding you, how do you push yourself forward? How do you get through those tough days? And so at Salesforce, one of the best things that I enjoyed about it was just how great every single person was with each other, with the coworkers, being able to do little happy hours together and just that whole culture of just beyond the work itself, but the camaraderie of, of you know, employees working together. Those are the things that, again, I try to instill into our employees where beyond just getting on the weekly meeting and just ever seeing each other then, incorporating different events in, bringing people to Miami, which is where we're, we're based out of, um, so that they can kind of have a fun weekend and, again, spend more time in person together. And so all these things with culture is probably the single biggest thing that I always try to focus on. Mm-hmm. When you look back at your time at Salesforce, what are you most proud of, Jason? I'm most proud of my ability to experience so much within what I would consider somewhat of a short time, you know, even though six and a half years is a long time in the grand scheme of a career and in your life, you know, six and a half years is just scratching the surface. And the amount that I was exposed to in terms of opportunities, again, ranging from small businesses all the way to the enterprise retail customers of the world and being able to work with some of the brightest people and learning from the best. One of the companies that I have right now is called Ternary Developments. And essentially we're building our version of a CRM for the creator economy. And so everything that I've learned from Salesforce, everything from the business applications all the way to just business processes as a whole allowed me to then create the second company, which I'm now building and am very excited about. I love that. I love that. What is your fondest Salesforce memory? Fondest Salesforce memory for me was my very first Dreamforce ever. It was one of those kind of mysterious things that was always talked about, how big it was, how cool it was how great it is to see kind of Salesforce everywhere. But until you really experience it, I think it's very hard to describe. And so showing up in San Francisco, you know, getting there to the convention centers, seeing Salesforce literally taking over the city, it was absolutely humbling because not even being a customer there, but being an employee there of Salesforce and being able to see so many people come together to celebrate this one company is just absolutely, again, unheard of, in in my opinion, in terms of the amount of people that are showing up for this. And so it really just speaks to the volume of how cool it is to be part of this ecosystem. And, you know, having these like Dreamforce experiences only hit at home for for really everyone. Yeah. You know, I'm chatting with you and I'm just very impressed by your courage to leave a company like Salesforce, just go on your own and try to start something. So what advice would you have for others who, whether, you know, we broadcast this and share the story with our alumni as well, but like what, what does it take to just like take that leap of faith on yourself and just go, go for it? Like, what are some things that you learned along the way? How did you kind of get started? What advice do you have? Yes. So uh, the way it started was starting small and very much focusing on the core of what my business was going to be, which is a service kind of business where we educate people. And so starting from there, it's just kind of building slowly, um, but seeing what sticks and what doesn't stick. And one of the things that I had to learn very quickly was social media marketing, especially as we picked uh, Instagram to be our channel of choice. Uh, When I first started, I wasn't a graphic designer by any means, and I was not a social media marketer by any means, but I learned very quickly how to do these things. And within our first month, we had a few thousand followers organically following the channel. When it comes to doing things really the way I kind of always imagine it is almost like that kind of Tarzan metaphor going swinging from vine to vine to vine. 
rather than completely letting go of everything and just trying to grab onto one vine and, and going that way, it's better to kind of swing yourself where you're kind of holding onto one vine and then grabbing the second vine before you release and you're ready to swing along your way. Mm-hmm. And so with Salesforce, you know, what I did was I made sure that everything was built in a way for the business that it was producing income, that I would be able to pay myself no matter how small, but at least something consistent um, so that I could leave my job and focus on this full time. And then from there, it's just, you know, when the time is right, I think the universe will also always kind of tell you as well. And then the best thing for yourself is to just jump and take the leap and see where you land. You know, I hear people talk about the Salesforce MBA, like you learn so much at this company. Can you elaborate a little bit on that in your own personal experience? What yes. you've learned? Yeah. So from my own personal experience, being a solution engineer, I had to learn every core product that ranges from sales, service, marketing, communities, you know, everything. And so from like an MBA perspective, you know, when you're thinking about how a business runs and operates and how to build a business and scale a business, um, again, a lot of these pieces of technology that Salesforce creates is used for the exact purpose of instead of hiring five people to do this one job, you can employ technology in its place to either automate it or at least help you scale the efforts faster. And so as I kind of learned all the products, I knew exactly which things I would need for my business. And so we use everything from the CRM today. We have Marketing Cloud and uh, Social Studio for all the social media content that we post. Um, We even adopted My Trailhead recently. And so that way we can actually start self-service, self-paced kind of education portal for our community. But again, it's all these little kind of nuggets that I've picked up through being at Salesforce, talking to other customers, solution selling, you know, to them, the values of how these products work and why they're so beneficial. And now being able to kind of bring it full circle of actually deploying that in my own company and being able to use it successfully. That is amazing. You've been a year out of Salesforce and you're still so on message, Jason. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a, I'm a Salesforce you know, person through and through. Uh, I'm always going to be an evangelist and I'm always going to be building cool things for the ecosystem. I love it. This pandemic, obviously people are tapping into your company to help them be more financially savvy. What do you typically do or what advice do you have for potential customers that you might have? Like, How do they get started there? Yeah. So one of the most kind of knocked on things is paper trading. A lot of people kind of knock on it in the sense that, oh, it's not real money. It's fake money. Oh, I can't take it seriously. Oh, I can't really do it. I'd rather just trade for real. But the rebuttal to that is if you don't even know how to manage your own paper trading account, whether it's $1,000 or $10,000 or $100,000, how are you going to do this with real money? And that's where it oftentimes happens where that translation doesn't occur and people start throwing huge chunks of money into the market, not understanding how to manage it. And then oftentimes people lose a lot of money too, which is why it is very risky to invest in the stock market. So one piece of advice that I have is to paper trade. Start in the beginning by simply learning the mechanics, getting familiar with whatever app that you want to use, such as Thinkorswim learn the mechanics of how a trade typically works and practice a few weeks. And once you build your, what I consider trade confidence, where you're making good plays and making good you know, investments in, in swing trading, then you can actually put in real money to start continuing that momentum rather than trying to use your real money from the start and try to create that momentum, which ultimately is very hard to do if you're losing money during that process, especially when it is real money. Good. Thank you for that tip. 
that's a tip on financial well-being. I'm curious, what are you doing for your own well-being, physical well-being, mental well-being um, during this pandemic time? That's probably one of the hardest things that I still continue to struggle with today. Um, the problem about running two companies is that both of them require very different uh, kinds of challenges and requests each day. And so trying to split my time and manage, manage both of them is very difficult. But the biggest thing that I've appreciated during the pandemic times is how quiet everything got outside. A lot of parks became more empty. A lot of public areas became more empty. And being in Miami, the outdoors is all around me and it's absolutely beautiful. And so just being able to go outside for walks, being able to go out to the beach, being able to go just, you know, enjoy outside without necessarily the mass of people around all the time was really helpful. And something that I continue to try to do more and more is just getting myself out of my home office because it is so easy to wake up, get ready, go to work and start, you know, logging into your computer, do that for the entire day, only to then log off, go to bed and then do it again. And then if you get into the cycle, it's very, very easy for days and weeks and months to pass without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. I want to kind of take us back to the values piece here at Salesforce. So when you spent six years here, you know, giving back is so core to our culture. And you said, you know, culture is that differentiator when you started your two companies. So if I go back to giving back, giving to the community, sharing your knowledge of the community, your time, your energy, your effort, how do you do that today in your current companies? Great question. The best way to describe this is kind of what was done for me, which is the kind of life-changing experience that I had when I joined Salesforce, kind of all the knowledge that I learned and the opportunities that I was exposed to, and kind of how it shaped me to become who I am uh, in a lot of ways today from a business perspective. And the way that I do that back from my own place is that when I started Option Swing, it was just by myself, and I needed to hire someone to help me kind of offload the work because I still had to manage my Salesforce day to day. And so as I hired a person and brought them in, they had part-time jobs um, that they were a bartender um, one night, you know, a waiter the other night. And I didn't pay them very much up front um, in the beginning, but they stayed really dedicated to everything that I asked them to do and never asked once for, you know, a pay increase or anything. And so over time, I decided that this is the kind of employee that I want to bring in full-time into my company. And so eventually, I actually made them a full-time offer um, to come join. And so they left their part-time jobs that they're doing to work full-time for us. And when I watched how much it changed their life without me kind of quite making that connection yet, but when I saw how much it changed their life, I realized the amount of impact in terms of positive impact that I've had on what his name's Will, but on Will's life. Um, not only did I hire Will, but his wife is a graphic designer and we ended up hiring her as well. And with a combined income, a household income, it's more than they've ever made, but they're now you know, much more better off doing something that they love doing uh, versus having to work these odd end jobs you know, just to make ends meet. And so now we have um, close to 18 employees at Option Swing. And that's one of the biggest things that I've really appreciated about kind of building a company and understanding my greater purpose in life is that I do understand that some people can and some people can't, and especially when it comes to building and growing a business. But I do find myself in the camp of doers, and I have the ability to affect and influence so much positive change. And so that's what actually drives me a lot with both my companies is trying to create as many employment opportunities as possible um, so that people can actually do something that they love doing while working at a great company versus not having to. 
I love that. That is such a great story. Thanks, Jason. My final question for you is the Salesforce Alumni Network that you are actively part of, what do you enjoy most about it? I love that you guys spend the time and the Alumni Network spends the time highlighting like past employees. I think it's so easy to almost forget about people once they leave. Um, It's very easy to not recognize what people go on to do after Salesforce. And the fact that you guys put so much emphasis on highlighting um, not only people who have been at Salesforce for a long time, but also people who have left Salesforce to go on and do other great things. And it just shows you, again, the power and the beauty of the ecosystem that Salesforce is creating far spans beyond any kind of technology or software or platform. It's really a human connection between people. And so that's just being a part of that and seeing that every day. I love logging into LinkedIn and seeing all these new things that you guys are constantly posting, but it makes me feel still connected to the company because I didn't want to leave Salesforce. I only left because I knew that it was the right opportunity to pursue my uh, company to see it through because it's something that I've always wanted to do, but I never wanted to leave actually Salesforce. So it's something where, you know, it allows me to still stay connected. It still allows me to feel part of the ecosystem and it still allows me to celebrate you know, all the great things that are happening. And who knows, maybe after these two companies, you know, grow and hopefully I sell both of them, maybe I'll come back to Salesforce and and work there again, you know, just to take some, you know, time off from building. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, Jason, it was a pleasure speaking with you. I am so incredibly proud of what you've accomplished. You know, it's really awesome. I love how you are creating other career opportunities for people. I love that you're using Salesforce to run your business. So congratulations again. And thank you so much for sitting with myself and TJ. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on the Salesforce Spotlight Series. Be sure to catch our next episode. Sending positive vibes from our Salesforce family to you and yours.